I was, I was his hairdresser and I put these um, songs together on my computer through GarageBand and um, I was singing on it, but I wasn't playing any instruments. I was just doing these loops and stuff. And he said, uh, he, he was like, you, can you play bass? I'm like, well, I mean, I'm sure I could, you know, I, I've always wanted to play an instrument. Hi there, welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host Zeke, and in this episode I have Holly West to speak about her music career. Get information about her by clicking the link in the description below. I'd like to give a content one that language used in this episode. I hope you day and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast, and thank you for joining. And you can introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. So we can start with your introduction. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my name is Holly West, and I am a singer and bassist for Dead Groove Band. And I also tour with um, the well-known uh, tribute band uh, Zeparella. And so I'm a full-time musician. I also teach at School of Rock in Huntington Beach and uh, do acoustic stuff. And nice. That's what I do. <laughs> Great. So let's start from the beginning. So what kind of got you into music? Um, I've always wanted to play music. And I had um, a lot of uh, family members that were musicians. Uh, my father's side were all artists and musicians. So growing up, I had a couple of great aunts and uncles that toured and um, had their own bands. And so that really inspired me to think that, you know, that was kind of part of um, my lineage. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, I really took a liking to certain music when I was younger and, and tried to emulate it and um, tried to, you know, learn the music. And, um, and uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, trying to play by ear when I was younger, even though I did, wasn't very good. Um, I was still singing and trying to play, you know, whatever instrument I could get my hands on. And um, throughout my life, I didn't really understand music enough and probably needed some better understanding of it or better instructors to kind of guide me because it's like learning a new language, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it wasn't until later on that I actually picked up bass and then really started understanding music and uh, started writing my own and playing in bands. Got it. So mm -hmm. was there any wavering in your love of music or did you always just like step back like, I'm going to do this for a living? Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was really young that um, I started listening to like Whitney Houston. And I was just in love with, you know, um, the idea of being a singer. And so um, for the sixth grade talent show, I wanted to sing um, uh, I Will Always Love You. And I forgot the tape at home. And so I, I feel like that was the start of my music career. And I didn't, I didn't get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I always wanted to eventually, you know, become a singer. And what it what, what comes with that is, you know, also trying to become a musician um, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of singers out there that don't know how to play an instrument, but I'm a the type of personality where I like to do a lot of things on my own, you know, <laughs> and so uh, trying to play an instrument to back that up was always a goal. And, and so I've, I've learned many instruments, you can see I know a lot, so <laughs> just a few over here. <laughs> 
So I try to play instrument before because of school. It's kind of very hard, like the muscles. You have to train your fingers to like move a certain way, and then you have to like say I feel in rhythm. How do you do that? Um, it's just a lot of practice, you know. It's just all practice. Um, the language is the you know the the theory basically. Um, and the language is audio, you know. It's it's all you know listening, and so you you kind of have to um. You kind of just have to listen. I, I, I tell my students when I'm teaching, they're like, learning music and playing music is 80% um, listening and 20% technique. Um, so if you can, you know, practice your techniques and then really listen intently to a piece of music that you're learning to get the feel for it and to understand the phrasing and, and um, to understand the structure and, and things like that, then um, th I think that's that's a good way to go about trying to learn a piece of music or, or even trying to write a piece of music too. You know, um, a lot of it has to do with feeling and, and how to interpret the feeling of what you're feeling into the music. Got it. About a couple of weeks ago, my brother tried to teach me how to use a keyboard. And I was like, this is, this is different. Yeah, it's really hard. And you know, um, the keyboard is, is, uh, is horizontal, right? So when yeah. we look at theory, we look at all these different shapes horizontally. And, um, when we look at, uh, like the guitar, for instance, it's, it's, um, it's more vertically, you know? Um, so you have these different shapes that go vertically that can also go horizontally, but the same shape vertically. So it, it just depends on your poison. You know, if you want something that you can learn very, very quickly, um the guitar is probably easier than than the piano just because you have to learn these different shapes and they don't resonate the whole way through you know um so <laughs> it's hard it can be hard Got it. and continuing with your journey so what was kind of like the best part of your journey so far of music the best part of my journey yeah i think the traveling um i've always had a travel bug when i was 21 i took off and worked on cruise ships and traveled to many, many countries. And uh, I wasn't doing music back then. I was doing uh, hair and uh, working in the spa. And so I told myself that I wanted to go back and visit other countries that I haven't visited or even states uh, with music. And so I really have actually done that a lot the last, um, the last you know, decade. So that I've been doing music, um, you know, gone out of the country several times to play music. And, and then um, inside of the United States, I've actually um, covered a lot of ground too. There's only like a few states that I haven't visited and played at so far. <laughs> nice. And what kind of been like some of the bad parts that you wish you could change from your journey? Um, I think maybe like the stereotypes and the, um, you know, the stigmatism or like the, the just different parts of like, having um you know female bands or being female fronted or you know this different um ways of thinking around um you know the quality of, of just having a person go up there and show their talent and not have to look at them a certain way um you know i i applaud people like billy eilish um you know that don't show off their body first they show off their talent and i I kind of want to be a representation for women that way too. Um, I don't, I don't really want my, my looks to come in between my talent. I want people to see, to hear my talent first. 
And so I, I really like when I can express myself and just be accepted as a, as a human, you know. Got it. Let the music speak for itself and then not have other people's ideas or perceptions of who's making it. Yeah, yeah and there's a lot of producers out there behind women that are taking their clothes off for, you know, entertainment purposes. And um, I think it's degrading. And I think that we can be better as humans to, you know, lift each other up and your music up in a better way. Understandable. Makes sense. Mm. <laughs> and so as you was running the instruments, now, what was like the steps in terms of that? Just learning, just playing by ear or going through theory first? Yeah, um, it's it's hard because you're learning a new language, right? Are you bi bilingual in anything? Do you know Spanish or French or anything? No. Yeah, it's hard, right? You know, and when we go through school, uh, you know, we even get in these classes that they make us learn these languages and we still don't learn them. So this, this language is the hardest part, right? Um, the playing by ear also comes um, with a lot of practice. It's not like I can just pick up a guitar and play something, you know, perfect. I wish I could. If I had like three wishes, <laughs> I would be probably wonderful. Um, you know, um, but it's, and that takes a long time to be able to kind of pick things out by ear. Um, I still struggle with that. I still have to look up tabs and stuff and I'm uh, getting better with that, but it's just, mm -hmm. I think it takes a long time. Um, and it just depends on how your brain is too. There are a lot of people who are born, uh, not a lot of people, but there's a small amount of people, uh, I'll say that, um, are born with, you know, perfect pitch. And then there's a small amount of people that, you know, develop it when they're younger. But when you get older, you don't really have that sense of developing those skills. And, um, so you have to have like a really good relative pitch. And so I try to work on my relative pitch and I feel like the more that I'm connected with music and playing music, that it gets better and better. Um, and I mean, I know some amazing players that don't have, you know, perfect pitch, they have really good relative pitch. And so um, a lot of it is just picking up the instruments and playing them and, and just getting used to playing with other people. I think the best advice I can give to someone just technique wise is just to play with as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. people that are better than you too definitely and um speaking of playing with people how did you like meet the different bands that you work with now yeah it's it's always like you know who you know <laughs> um with with zeparella i was um i had put out a record and and put out a uh a zeppelin uh song when the levy breaks on that record and then a few months later got a phone call asked if I was interested in joining Zapparella because they were losing their bass player. And um, so it, that was just, you know, happened to be that I had the right, um, the right thing out there for people to say, oh, connect me with, you know, to mm -hmm. connect me with, with Led Zeppelin and say, okay, she's into Led Zeppelin, but also the right person to say, oh, I know the guitar player and she's looking for a bass player. Let me, you know, tell you about this, you know, this bass player or whatnot. And um, so it's kind of like who you know and, and, and what you kind of throw out there as your talent. Um, and then with this band, um, uh, Fred, the drummer, uh, he and I started dating into 2020. And so we just eventually wanted to start a band together. Um, so it just came out that, you know, we got a, a guitar player, which is a friend of his from Peru that was working with him before. And so 
the dynamic in our band is kind of crazy because we live in Long Beach and the guitar player lives in Peru. And so when we, we do any type of, um, of recording, we go to Peru. Uh, but our upcoming tour will have a different guitar player in. Um, and he's actually the guitar player that we're going to be using for our um, North America shows. Um, he was in Megadeth uh, a long time ago. His name's Jeff Young. And him and Fred play in a band called Kings of Thrash with David Ellison from Megadeth. And so it's kind of like, you know, we know him, We Fred plays with him, you know, so it, it's a lot of it too, you know. <laughs> it was like perfect timing and putting yourself out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key. Right place at the right time, but also to be ready. And yeah. It's like, we need a bass. Do you know how to play bass? Yes. When he's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like we need bass. You want to play bass? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how it goes. But you know, sometimes uh, when I got my first bass um, gig, the guy asked me um, as I was I was doing his hair. I was I was his hairdresser, and I put these um, songs together on my computer through GarageBand, and um, I was singing on it, but I wasn't playing any instruments. I was just doing these loops and stuff. And he said uh he he was like you can you play bass i'm like well i mean i'm sure i could you know I, i've always wanted to play an instrument i just haven't really i've i've been playing my whole life but never really resonated with anything i only play a couple of things right i can't really break out of the box so he's like well i'll teach you how to play bass so i said okay and then that's how i got into the gig and there are a lot of people that do that you know but for the higher gigs you know the bigger gigs it's usually you know somebody that can already play <laughs> yeah <laughs> this was just a local band <laughs> that's funny so how is it like managing time and song knowledge with two different bands but do you ever get mis mixed up like you play one song but you might actually tell them a song no i think when you um when you get to a certain, I mean, when you get to a certain level where you just, you kind of understand what you're doing, it's, it is different, but to someone who, who doesn't know how to play an instrument. Yeah. Of course you would think that like, how do you put, you know, how do you register all of this? But like I said, it's like learning a new language. Right. And so um, when you learn English and you grow up with English your whole life, you can speak different um, things in English. Like you could write a letter, you could, um, write a, um, a professional letter versus like a letter to your grandma, you know, like it just, it's, it's a fluidity of the, of the language. And so, um, uh, it, you know, you get these patterns in your head. I don't know. So I'm, I'm good with patterns. So mm -hmm. I think if you're good with patterns, it probably resonates pretty, pretty easily. Um, if you're good with tone, uh, if you're good at relative pitch, you know, but it's all like little, um, little tools in your basket, you know, when you're, when you're actually up there playing and you know um one thing like being not being a drummer you know when the drummer comes in i could usually tell what song it's going to be just by how they're coming in on the song you know of course i usually have my set list there mm -hmm. but if i can't look at my set list there's been times where i'm like wait what's coming up and she hits you know the symbol or the, the hi-hat to go oh okay this is the song so it's kind of intuitive that way too so it's like you hear it and then your brain is like okay Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's how that song sounds, and you just exactly. like like somebody listens to a song and they they can start rapping it or like we're singing it for for word because they heard it so many times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, with music, what kind of 
what kind of led you to the genre that you chose or you play right now? Yeah, I um, that's a good question. I'm from the South. I'm, I live in LA now, but I'm from I'm from Dallas. And so in Dallas um, and the South, I mean, I'm, they're very big on uh, blues, country, and rock and roll. And I'm not so much into country, but I like, you know, classic country. Um, but uh, like rock and roll and blues is definitely just something that I've always loved. I've always, you know, enjoyed. I also, I do like old pop music. I like old R&B music. I like real hip hop music, not you know, rap stuff, but like this current stuff that's going, <laughs> not really into it. So I, I kind of enjoy all of those genres and um, not that I'm putting all of those genres into my music currently, but they definitely still have influence like on, um, you know, my melody writing or sometimes my riffs and stuff. Got it. And when you're writing music, what does it feel like? Or when you're playing music, what does it feel? What does it feel like? Uh, it's a great feeling. I mean, when you're writing something and it comes together how, how you want it in your head, it's great. If it comes out worse than what's in your head, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but and then it can come, become something else, too. I mean, I think when you're working with people that you really you know, respect and admire and love, that, um, that you know, the music seems to um, just kind of come off, you know, well. And uh, with with my projects, uh, you know, I try to be as authentic as possible. Um, you know, my first my first record that I did, Mokita, I tried to come off um, as authentic as I could going into the rock and roll genre, you know, the hard rock genre. Um, and, and then in this band, Dead Groove, I also try to come off as authentic as authentic as I can, being in the hard rock genre, but also um, the influences that we've kind of picked out for the band, you know. Um, before I do any record, I usually pick out um, a, a song list, you know, a, like a, um, a track list that, that inspires me to write the music that's going to be on the record. And so I try to stay true to that. And um, I think it really comes out in the music, too. Um, so the feeling of, of being able to replicate, you know, uh, something that you're really feeling is, is great. And of course, when you get up on stage and you can play it, and it comes out great, and this, you know the audience loves it. That's that's a great feeling, of course. Got it. So do you like um? It's like an imagining it because like when I design, sometimes I can't explain what I'm just thinking of, but I have the feeling of the image in my head. But if somebody asks me like what to like describe it in words, I can't. Is that the same for you? Yeah, yeah. Because there's feelings, and there's also. Um... There's feel and there's um, dynamics and there's also, you know, phrasing that comes out whenever you're writing a piece of music. So all of those combined really kind of get that flow going. And so when you're when you're when you're building the piece of music and it's just flowing together perfectly, it just it, it's it's wonderful. But sometimes, yeah, you don't really you can't really communicate that. And in fact, in our band, um, the guitar player, he's from Peru and he doesn't speak much English and I don't speak much Spanish. So the, really the language, you know, our, our, our personal language that we have, you know, it doesn't really work. Um, we have to communicate a lot through the music. How does that work? Communicating through music? Um, well, so when, so Fred is bilingual, so he can't interpret things, but he's not going to interp interpret things word for word, you know. 
but I can sit down with Caesar and Caesar can show me a riff and I can repeat that riff because we know music, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if, if he's saying, oh, if he's actually verbally explaining something to me, sometimes I have to play it out to actually get it. So yeah, it, it works really <laughs> interesting. Like, well, never, <laughs> not thought about it like that, but that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like you guys both know what you're playing and then yeah, it's like a technique that comes with it, you know. Nice. So let's continue to your teaching. How's that became about? So I started teaching um, after, or well, during the pandemic, really. Um, I have been teaching before when I lived in Dallas, but not to like, you know, I didn't have like a line of students or anything. Um, but when I came out here, I started teaching online. Um, which has been great and um, really, you know, helpful when we, we didn't have jobs, right? Um, <laughs> but now I actually teach at um, School of Rock in Huntington Beach, and it's really great. Um, they have a great program there. I teach anywhere from like seven-year-olds to 70-year-olds. Um, just anybody that wants to learn how to be in a band or play music or just get better at their own instrument. And, um, you know, every, every lesson's different. Every kid is different, you know, a student. Um, and so I also do band directing over there. So that's been really good for me personally to kind of have that, that skill set um, as well. Because, um, you know, when you're in a band, that's great. You can be a great musician. But if you don't know how to, like, really move the band along, um, I think that you're, you know, you're lacking um, a very important piece of the puzzle. Uh, there's got to be, you know, a band director. There's got to be somebody that's in charge, you know, at least to say, okay, and, and listening intently, you know. Um, so I, I feel like my skills as a, um, just a musician has sharpened a lot from teaching, and I really enjoy teaching. Nice. And when you say, like, everybody's different, and they just said, like, from, like, 7 to 70, I was like, that's, like, a weird different age range of... Very, very different, yeah. I mean, I have you know, preteens, I have, uh, you know, elementary school, I have, um, you know, adult students. And so it, the adult students, I think, really, it's a different mindset, you know, the adult students are looking at the little tiny details and just making sure that they do everything perfect, which is great. But sometimes you want them to just let loose, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the kids are letting loose too much that you want them to just, you know, do some of the little details. So, um, and you do see a difference in like the very, very small ones who really want to do it. They just soak it up like a sponge, you know, I could teach them a riff and they'll come in the next time and they just play all the riffs that they know, you know, so it's, it's really cool to see them do that. And I've been able to, you know, teach them theory from, from, you know, point A to point B to where, you know, they come in, they don't know anything. And then point B, they, they leave knowing as much as they really need to go start, they're either playing their own music or playing somebody else's music. So they're playing in a band. So it's really cool to see that that growth in a musician. Um, give them a foundation, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I remember sixth grade, we had to rotate between art, music, and theater to see which one we picked. And the music teacher, he put me on bass, and I was like, hmm. I was like, this is, remember how my hands were trying to like, just get used to that motion of where they go and where to place them. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people say, well, you know, bass is easier than guitar, and it's really not at all. In fact, when I'm teaching uh, bass, I get into theory faster with bass than I do with guitar. Because with guitar, I mean, once you know the, um, the names of the strings and the names of the frets, the guitar, you go into shapes. And then with the bass, you have to go into um, intervals, which I think are more, um, they're, they're harder than learning just the shapes, right? And the musical shapes. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Before we continue, is there anything you want to say that I didn't act yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we dropped the, the record for Dead Groove March 30th. Um, it's out now, and then we'll have pre-sales for the, for the record uh, version, the physical record, um, at the end of this month. Um, everything that we are doing um, is on our website. We're actually doing a whole uh, uh, tour starting next month, um, all uh, North America, and then we're going back to Peru at the end of the year. Um, so most of the U U.S. dates will be with um, with Jeff Young and um, until we get Caesar up here because we're going through a paperwork thing. It's an immigration thing, you know, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, so anyways, hopefully that will get solved very soon, but and we'll have Caesar with us. But for, for the time being, we have Jeff, which, who, who's great. And he's done some shows with us already. Um, and everybody seems to, you know, be welcoming welcoming him very well uh but we're starting up in the northeast we're gonna go um and then we're gonna do like kind of the midwest and we'll do um, some uh, west coast and some south dates um so all until the end of the year so you can go on the website and look for that and then all of our socials are dead group band at, or at dead group band nice and is there anything you want to add before we i guess end or continue no, I'm good. Thank you. Nice. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining. That brings an episode of the Last Guy Podcast to a close. Again, you can find more about Holly West by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I have Hank Paul to speak about how to be inclusive. Hope you enjoy the day, and I hope to see you there. <laughs>